If you want to understand what's going to happen in the stock market in the future, because you're really interested in what assets are going to be worth, not today, but in the future, you've got to not understand currency. You've got to understand right now the U.S. dollar and how it's going to fare as we move forward uh, and in this new era that we're entering. And I think to understand the currency, you've got to look back in history. And that's what I want to do in this video today. I want to give you a little bit of a lesson on how the dollar has gotten to where it is and where it is and where I think it's going based upon what's happened in the past. I think if you'll, if you'll become a bit of a history student, particularly an economic history student, particularly a currency history student, you can learn an awful lot about what's next and where you should put your money to take advantage of your knowledge of what's going to happen next. So that's what this video is about. It's, it's, um, it's, it's not about predicting what stock's going to benefit from current situations or future situations. It's more about understanding what the whole world situation is going to evolve into based upon our knowledge of what happened in the past. So stick with this. This is going to be a different video, but it may be the most important video that as an investor you see in the next 12 months. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. I want to take you back to 1914. Between 1914 and 1918, uh, we had World War I. And at the end of World War I, in uh, 1919, they had the Treaty of Versailles. World War I was basically Germany's uh, attack on uh, Europe. Wh why did they want to attack? Why did they? They want their assets. They want their gold. They're, at this point, all currency was backed by gold. And so Germany wanted to better its position in the world and wanted the world's gold. Um, Germany then, in, as a result of the Treaty of Versailles, was ordered to pay 132 billion gold marks, which is the equivalent of today 33 billion U.S. dollars in reparations. In order to do that, Germany started printing money. Uh, as a result, Germany's uh, value of their mark went to nothing, and the people in Germany basically ended up in a barter situation. In order to, to live, their, their, their mark was worth nothing. Uh, it became a barter society. If you had a cow and, and you needed uh, more land, you traded your cow. If you had corn uh, and, and you needed uh, beer, you traded your corn for your beer. So it became a barter economy. And that basically was not viable. And Germany sank in its prestige within the world. And that gave birth to a guy by the name of Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler basically said, look, um, 
we're going to go again and we're going to capture the assets and the gold held by all the other European countries. And we're going to print even more Deutschmarks to finance that. Well, why would that work? Well, it would work because if we print the money and we invade Europe and we confiscate their gold and their hard assets, that will justify the printing of the money. Well, we all know how that worked out. It didn't work out well. But as a result of World War II, the other European countries knew what Hitler was up to. And they needed weapons. They needed weapons to fight the war. Uh, so they came to the United States, the only real country that whose infrastructure was not being destroyed, and they uh, bought their weapons and, and any other supplies they needed from the United States. And the United States insisted that they pay in gold. Well, by the end of the war in uh, July of 1944, two-thirds of the world's gold supply was in the United States. That's right. Two-thirds of the world's gold supply was in the United States. I've told you about the past, um, in the past, about Bretton Woods. Bretton Woods, and you'll learn about that in this book, um, The Accidental Superpower, and it pretty much explains how the United States was just another player until Bretton Woods in 1944, and the United States basically said, look, things are going to change. We hold two-thirds of the world's gold supply here in the United States right now, and the dollar is going to become the world's currency. Up until then, the British pound was the world's currency. So the United, that was, that created the, what is called the, the, the golden age of capitalization. And the United States flourished, and, and the industrial revolutions took part, and the whole world became upon the United States. The United States even went so far as to say it, we will provide you, we will help you build your countries back up by you buying the things you need and we'll become the breadbasket, we'll become the manufacturer of anything and everything you need. And the United States came to be known as the world's power. Basically, they were the police force of the, of the world. And that all went really well until 1965. And then, if you don't know the word rolling thunder, that refers to our invasion of Vietnam to stop communism, that's what we were told, from spreading into that part of the world. And we just bombed the hell out of Vietnam. And that was called rolling thunder. And, and, and we started that in 1965, and we figured we'd be we'd beat the crap out of them in about six months, and and take over and build our military bases because we wanted to protect ourselves from communism, and that would give us the ability to have military bases in Vietnam, and we'd be close to this rising power called China, and this feared power for years called Russia we'd be in a better position to protect ourselves. Well, it, the Vietnamese didn't lay down in six months, and we found ourselves still fighting that war six years later in 1971. And in order to finance that war, 
we were printing money. Did We were doing the same thing that Germany was doing. Well, it's okay if we print money because once we conquer Vietnam, we'll gather all their assets and, and, and all the, the, the fruits of our labor and we will gain a stronger position against Russia and China. So it's worth that. Well, Richard Nixon, in I believe it was July of 1971, took us off the gold standard and just started printing money. In 1971, there were 41 billion U.S. dollars in existence. Today, that's 18 trillion dollars in existence. What happened in Germany, what happened in Venezuela more recently was called hyperinflation. Printing more and more money without creating any assets to go behind it. So what we saw was that from 1910 to 1970, inflation in the United States, that 60 years represented 336%, a 336% inflation rate over 60 years. From 1971, when we went off the gold standard to 2021, that's 50 years, inflation increased at a rate of 2,326%. 60 years, 336. The next 50 years, 2,326. Do you see a problem happening? In the same period of time, in, 20, in 1971, the U.S. debt, that was how much the country owed us and other creditors, us, I meaning its citizens. In 1971, the U.S. debt was $500 billion. Today, it's $28 trillion. $500 billion to $28 trillion in 50 years because we just kept printing money. And the most of that came since 2000. We were at $4 trillion in 2000. We were at 8 trillion. We doubled in 2008. We were at 20 trillion in 2020. And in the last year, we added another 8 trillion because we just keep printing money. That's hyperinflation. What did it do to Germany? What did it do to Europe as they printed money to fight World War II? and it created the demise of the British pound. So what happens next? What happens? Will our next war destroy the U.S. dollar? What, 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 wait, Carrie, what's the next war? Um, about 15 months ago, there was a virus that started coming around and it, it brought the world's economies to its knees. Was that a war? I don't think so. I don't know. Was it an accident? I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I, I do think so. I do think it was an accident. About a month ago, Colonial Pipeline and one of our meat packing suppliers got ransomed through cybersecurity. That's cyber war. Are we in a war that we 
haven't nobody's declared against us? Well, I think you need need to recognize that the world has changed such that people don't declare war anymore. They just engage. Give you an example. Um, the Taliban did not uh, uh, announce, we're going to war with you, and next week we're going to fly two planes into the Twin Towers. We're going to fly another one into the Pentagon and then we got a fourth one that's heading for the White House or the Capitol building. Then no one declared war. But we, 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 we're in a terrorist war now. No one said, hey, um, we don't like the way that you came into, into um, uh, Iran and ran over us and uh, look in, in search of of uh, weapons of mass destruction, and you've been here ever since, and you just moved over to Afghanistan. And but nobody's declared war, but have they? Have they? And what is that going to? What What's that got to do with you? What's that got to do with you? Well, World War Three. Give me that. It won't be declared. It will be a biological war, and it will be a cyber war. Has the first shot been shot over the bow that we should recognize that a war is happening? Did, it, when, when I told you about Bretton Woods and the, the fact that this can never happen again, um, can the pandemic never happen again? Can the cybersecurity breach that we've had last in the last two months never happened again. What happened to make sure these things never happened again? We just kept printing money. Well, what happened last week? I, I think Joe Biden went and met with the seven, the, the G7. What do you think their conversation was all about? Was it the, the news said it was about Joe saying, hey, we're back and we're going to be a part of this program again and you can count on us. Do you think there was any talk about biological warfare? Do you think there was any talk about cyber warfare? Do you think the words, this can never happen again, we got to become united to make sure this never happens again. We've got to print all the damn money we need to make sure this never happens again. What happened next? He got on another plane and he went with and met with Boris Yeltsin. Yeah. And and why is that significant? Because he wanted to get Boris in the team. He recognized, they all have recognized there's going to be a new world order. And that new world order is going to involve our currencies. What happened then after the meeting with Boris. The, Kim Jong-un raised his head and said, wait a second, remember me? I got these missiles. My missiles are bigger than your missiles. He was left off, out, of, out of the negotiations. He wants a seat at the table. He knows there's going to be a new world order. And it's imperative for the survival of our world as we know it that this can never happen again, and he's a part of it. Now, he could, 
if he wanted, or he could, if he could, march his people across the Pacific Ocean to, to, to cross our California borders and get the attention of Kamala Harris and have her come and visit his country and say, hey, if you'll stop those people from coming to our borders, we'll, we'll give you some money. And, and we'll get Microsoft and, and Intel to build some plants and maybe even Apple in your country to put your people to work. But he couldn't do that. So he waved his missiles at us. That's what's happening. How is that going to affect you? You need to pay attention. This is happening. How is that going to affect our currency? I gave you examples. Every time you get in a war that you have to print more and more money, your currency fails because nobody wants it because there's too much of it. And so uh, some other stronger, harder currency comes forward and says, this is the change. This is where the currency is going and you need to own it. What is that? Who's going to do that? I don't know. But does the word Bitcoin mean anything to you? I have fought this. I have fought this for two years. I said, no, this can't happen. This can't happen. So I started reading. And my reading has resulted in what I just shared with you. This can never happen again. World War III has not been declared. It probably never will be. Now, I sat and I talked to Nita about this, and she said, that's pretty far out there. I said, Nita, do you believe there are people who want to disrupt the governmental system that we have? What happened in January of this year? Do you know any of those people that stormed? Do you think those people, if they thought they could produce a virus and, and alert Louisville, Kentucky, that if you don't give us $10 million within three days, we'll unleash that virus on you? And they carbon copied the White House and they carbon copied Philadelphia and said, you're next. And then when either Louisville paid or didn't pay, they did release the virus. They might pay after their hospitals fill up. Do you think this is possible? Do you think of any of the 20 largest terrorist groups in the world that they're thinking about this? Do you think they're thinking about shutting down our electric system? our internet system through cyber warfare? Do you think they're thinking about that? Do you think that was discussed in the G7? Do you think it was just discussed with Boris? Do you think Kim Jong-un recognized what was happening? He recognized it. He waved his missiles. So what 
do you need to do? Pay attention. Buy hard assets. Consider Bitcoin. I don't know. I'd be real interested in your opinion. I'm just one guy. I'm just one guy who who has seen a lot happen and thinks there's a lot more going to happen. And we are in the most vulnerable position we have ever been. And when I say we, I don't just mean the United States. I mean the civilization as a whole. And we need to be aware of what's happening. And I want you, if you have an opinion, if you have an opinion, I want you to to go to bestofusinvestors.com and I want you to give me your name and your email address and I want you to join our Discord and I want you to come at least for the next 30 days and, and let's just talk about this. And you share your opinion and you share, if, if you think I am crazy, I'm a crazy old man that just is off in left field, tell me that. Help me feel better about this. Feed me your information. Tell me the books you've read that give you the comfort that you need to sleep. I, I, I may not live to see this, but I'm concerned for my kids and my grandkids. So help me out. Help me out. Subscribe to the channel. Give me a thumbs up or give me a thumbs down if you think I'm full of shit. Okay? So then I'll, I'll know. All right. Talk to you later.